So Philippians chapter number 2, verse 9. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, Amen. that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of the things in heaven and of the things in earth and the things under earth, under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Father, we love you. ask you to bless the word of God today. We know it's blessed. We ask you to bless us with it. And God bless the preaching of it. God help us to help somebody else now. In Jesus' name, amen. I got a title of a sermon there if you want it. Simple as ABC. Amen. Simple as ABC. He said, what's simple as ABC? Verse 9. He's got a name that's above A, above every name. Right? And in the name of Jesus, every knee should what? Bow. Be. Bow. And every tongue should confess. C. Amen. A. B. C. Amen. We got a name. Somebody supreme above every name. That in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Amen. Does that mean we're supposed to get on both knees? Every knee bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. I didn't get no glory out of that. Say it again. Jesus Christ is Lord. Well, that's pretty good. Right? Amen. I can't wait to hear Lucifer do that. Yeah. Amen. 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 I can't wait to hear the popes do that. Yeah. I can't wait to hear Obama do that. Amen. Amen. I can't wait to hear Bill Clinton do that. Hallelujah. Hillary. Yeah. Man. Hello? Every knee's going to do that. Every knee's going to bend. Every knee's going to bow. Sure. Every tongue. Every tongue. That's pretty big. Amen. ABC. Above every name. Every knee bow. Every tongue confess. Pretty simple, ain't it? You want to show somebody something? Show them that. You want us to go win somebody? Open up Philippians 2. So guess what you're going to do one day, bud? I'm going to do something. Yeah, I told him I was on this one day at the, the Kentucky State Pan. I said, can I show you something you're going to do? He said, that book says something I'm going to do. I said, yeah, I want to prophesy right now. I'm going to show you something according to the Word of God. I said, you one day will bow your knee before Jesus Christ, and your tongue will confess to God the Father that he is Lord. Amen? To the glory of God the Father. You will confess Jesus Christ as Lord. I said, but the ticket is this, bud. I said, if you'll do it now before death, you can live forever. Amen. I said, but if you wait until after you die, you're going to go to a lake of fire and burn after you confess Jesus. Yeah. You confess him now, you can live forever. You confess him later, you will die and burn forever, bud. Amen. And I got called away. They said, come on, Cliff, we've got to go. We're going to have the service. Jimmy Hood's going to go preach. And he's calling us out of the gymnasium. And that Muslim goes, hey. And I said, yeah. He said, I'll do it on the other side. He's going to do it. Yep. It's just when is he going to do it? Right. You better do it before you die. Amen. You better do it before Jesus Christ comes back and takes his church out. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but that's a guaranteed promise. Just which side of the line of grace do you do that on? This side or the other side? If you do it on the other side of judgment, it is too late. Your goose is fixing to be cooked. 
Amen. I'd like to say something about this name that's above every name. Amen? Yep. That name. That name. Amen? These pens are dying. That name. Man, oh man. Messing my notes up already. Amen. I'm not a professional, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I'm called to preach. That name above. Every name. You want to know something? That's the greatest name. Amen. What's the name? Jesus. You know that name's above every name? That's the greatest name. That's the forbidden name. That's the name that's forbidden right now in your public schools. Amen. We're sending our kids to school. Amen. And the one thing they're learning is that's not the name they have in school. It's not Jose. Amen. That's not Jesus. Whatever you want to call it. It's Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ. It means Jehovah saves. Hello. Amen. That's the greatest name. Let's look in uh, Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter number 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20. Well, verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe according to the working of His mighty power which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and set Him on at His own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in the world which is to come and hath put all things under His feet and gave Him to be head over all things to the church which is His body the fullness of Him that filleth all in all. Jesus has got the greatest name not only in this world but also in the world to come. Amen. There ain't no another name greater. Psalms chapter 138. Psalm 138. Amen. Well, I love this verse. This yankster chains. Amen. Verse 1, I will extol thee, I will praise thee, amen, with my whole heart before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. Amen. For thou hast magnified thy word above all his name. You know what he put above all his name? His word. The authorized version. The King James Bible. King Jacob. Yeah. Right? Israel. Amen. It's King Israel's Bible. Amen. He magnified his word above his name. Amen. Where do you exalt his word? Hello. Amen. Amen. God's exalted his book. How much do you exalt it? Amen. Amen. I better get off that. I don't see I lost everybody. Amen. Number one. I've already been preaching the point. Amen. It's a supreme name. Amen. Amen. You know what deity is? It's a supreme amen being. Deity, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He's got the name, the name of names, a name above all names. Amen. It's supreme. Amen. We already wrote down Jesus. It's a supreme name. Hallelujah. Above all names. James chapter number 2. James chapter number 2. Not only is it a supreme name, amen, it's a swearing name. Amen. 
They, they haven't outlawed Jesus' name as a cuss word in a public school. Right. I guarantee you there's teachers sitting in their lounge sitting there saying Jesus this and Jesus Christ that. And when something bad happens, they go, Jesus Christ. Uh, they ain't outlawed the negative approach to his name. Right. Only if you speak positively in that name do they ban it. Hello. Amen. Amen. Dr. Ruckman on some of his tapes, I can't tell you which one. I've listened to so many of them. But he said there was a fellow he knew that he pulled into a gas station, heard some guy saying Jesus this and Jesus that. And, and uh, he walked in and said, y'all know my friend? They go, well, who's that? He said, Jesus Christ, I heard you talking about him. Man, that place got quiet quick. They all got red in the face. <laughs> they didn't know what to do. As soon as you put a positive light on Jesus, right. amen, then you're the bad guy. James chapter number 2. James chapter number 2. Let me get there. Hallelujah. James 2. I think I got it wrote down verse 7 here. He said, Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by which you're called? Hallelujah. They blaspheme you, that worthy name. That name's worthy of all praise and all honor and all glory. That name's worthy of all adoration, amen, and all love, amen. That name is cherished among millions. And they blaspheme it every day. Look at Isaiah, the book of Isaiah 52. Isaiah chapter number 52. Amen. They, they love blaspheming that name. They love cussing that name. Amen. They ask God. God's last name's not damn. Amen. 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 But they want to they have God damn everything. And if they get their way, he's going to do it. Amen. Verse 5. And now therefore, Isaiah 52, 5. Now therefore have uh, I here, or what have I here, saith the Lord, that my, pe- that my people is taken away for naught. They that rule over them, make them howl. Imagine that one day they're going to make you do that, say the Lord. And my name is continually, every day, blasphemed. You know what they do? They cuss his name every day. I wonder how much praise God gets every day and how many people are worshiping and praising him versus all the blasphemy. I'd like to weigh that out. Wouldn't that be an interesting thing to weigh all the cuss words, amen, on one side of a scale and then weigh all the blessings and the praise and the, and the glory and the fame of that name and put it on a scale? I wonder which one outweighed. I wonder if the devil's motivated more people to blaspheme God than the Holy Ghost has done to bless God. Oh, let's put that on a scale. Before I got saved, I cussed them. I blasphemed them. Amen. But I only had 17 years to do that. Since then, I've been saved. Amen. I've been saved 37 years, 36 years. Amen. Twice as long as I was lost. And I've been blessing that name and loving that name and glorifying that name. Amen. What a name. What a name. It's a swearing name. Amen. The Lord said we're not to take his name in vain. Hello. How'd you say they do that? A lot of them blaspheme by their actions, but didn't you say there's some preacher said there's a different way they look at that, that they blaspheme it? Yeah. Well, taking his name in vain. How, how do they take his name in vain? Well, a lot of them, though, they give reason to others to blaspheme, though, and it's by their actions. They give others... They give others a reason to blaspheme God by their actions. Amen. I don't want nobody to blaspheme God by my actions. Amen. Amen? I don't want to take the name of Jesus and and claim to be a Christian and go out there and live contrary to that name to give somebody else an excuse to cuss him. Amen. Amen. Now, if they want to cuss him because they want to cuss him, that's their business. And God would rather have you come up to him and say, hey, you blankety blank. 
and look at mine eyeball to eyeball and tell them that. Right. Hello. Amen. Yeah. But he doesn't want his children to live in such a way that we cause that worthy name to be blasphemed. Right. Amen. Guess what? If you live in such a way that somebody blasphemes and you're a child of God, can I tell you something? You got a woodshed experience coming to you. Yeah. Amen. Right? Because when the accuser of the brethren comes before Jesus Christ and accuses us before him, he said he's a Christian. Do you see the way he's living? Do you see what he just said? Do you see what he's doing? You said he's your son and he's not receiving any chastisement. Amen. You need to peel his hide. He said, you need to run along. I don't see no sin in him. Run. Go. See ya. Then God comes. Hey, bud, come here. Uh, you're my child. Now, I just had some idiot just up here in my throne room barking at me, telling me about you're not living right. I'm going to teach you something. What are you going to teach me? Never to do that again, okay? Alright. And he's going to put you in the woodshed. Amen. The accuser of the brethren comes forward. People accuse us. Amen. And when we're judged, the Bible said, we're chastened of the Lord. Why? That we should not be condemned with the world. God don't want us to be condemned with the world. God doesn't want us to be living like the world and acting like the world. We're taking that name. Let me give you something. It's not in the scriptures. Go to Isaiah 4. Isaiah chapter number 4. Hey, man, I heard a preacher preach this years ago, man. Fantastic message. His name is Ronnie Sutton. And he preached this on Isaiah chapter 4, verse 1. And in, a day, in that day, seven women shall take hold of one man, saying, We'll eat our own bread and wear our own apparel. Only let us be called what? By thy name to take away our... He preached a message on wearing his name yet remaining the same. There's a bunch of people that want to carry the title Christian, but they don't want to be a Christian. There's a bunch of people that want to wear His name and run around in His name and wear robes in His name, but they're not saved. They're not one of His children. But they want to benefit and profit from that name. What He's saying to Matthew over there. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter to what? The kingdom of heaven, did not we prophesy in thy name? In thy name, didn't we do many wonderful works? It's in thy name, it's in thy name. That in the name of Jesus, people have found a way to make a bunch of money. They're blaspheming that worthy name. Yeah. Amen. Matthew chapter, chapter number 10. Matthew chapter number 10. Boy, I tell you, what a wonderful name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess. Matthew chapter number 10. Amen. This is a sad verse. Verse 22. Well, verse 21. And a brother shall deliver up brother to death and father the child and the children shall raise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Do you see that? It's a suffering name. Amen. You wear this name, you're going to suffer. That's why a lot of people don't want to take this name. They're going to suffer reproach. They're going to suffer persecution. Yea, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. You take the name of Jesus Christ and people are going to blaspheme you. and hate. Listen, they're going to hate you. Jesus said, if they hated me, without a cause, they'll hate you also. Amen. Because of him. Because of his name. And listen, it means something. If you'll step out of your door and say, I take Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. Why do you think it says in Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth who? Lord Jesus. 
The Lord Jesus shall believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth on the righteousness of the mouth. Confession is made on salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever shall call upon him shall not be ashamed. Amen. We're taking that name. It's a suffering name. When you take the name of Jesus Christ and you mention Jesus Christ, that's where the rubber meets the road. You know what you'll do? You'll suffer. Suffer why? Just for his namesake. Amen. Matthew 24. Matthew chapter 24. Amen. The name of Jesus. Verse 9. Then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. What a blessing. You think God, do you think God's worried about that right there? Jesus said, guess what? They're going to deliver you up and they're going to afflict you. And guess what? They're going to kill you. God, your property's at stake. Help! You think he's worried? Huh? He said, well, I'll give you a reward for it. <laughs> Aren't you worried? No. <laughs> Hello? The Lord! See, you're not as valuable as you think you are. God wants you to be a billboard. A walking billboard for Jesus. Wouldn't that be something? Huh? Take his name. Declare it. Publish it. Tell people about it. He don't want you to be ashamed of it. He wants you to take a stand for it. He's willing to see if you take a bullet for it. Would you take a bullet for that name? Amen. You willing to let somebody chop your head off? Yep. You willing to stick your neck out, put your neck on the line? Yep. Matthew 24, look at it. Verse 9. They shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for what? My name's sake. Isn't that, isn't that something? Let's go to Acts 15. Acts 15. Acts 15. Verse 26. Men that had hazarded their lives for what? The name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what they hazarded themselves? For that name. Mentioning that name, you're in jeopardy, bud. You are now living on hazardous ground. Men will pass over you and overlook you and, 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 and promote you as long as you just don't mention that name. Don't bring that name in our courtroom. Don't bring our name in our schoolrooms. Don't bring that name on my doorstep. Please don't mention that name in a conversation. If you're going to put any positive light on that name, don't do it. You're going to suffer. We're going to threaten you. Get that name out of here. Listen, if there was no other reason for me to believe that Jesus Christ was the person to believe in. It's for the persecution and the hatred and the expulsion of that name. It's this name. It's not Buddha. It's not Muhammad. It's not Mary. Right? It's Jesus. That's the name they hate. That's the world they spit out. That's the word that they don't want around. That would tell me there's something about that name. They made him the demon. They made him the devil. They made him the world's arch enemy. If the whole world's against them and the devil's against them, maybe that's the name that I need to be taking. Amen. You know, they got a new video, a new a series of television shows coming out this year. One's called Lucifer. And Lucifer's the good guy. He's trying to set the record straight that everybody's put a bad spin on him and he's here to set the record straight. Isn't that something? Lucifer's about to show up in body one day, sit on the throne in Jerusalem, and they're preparing movies about this guy, getting everybody to look at him in a good light. Boy, ain't that something. 
He said, another is going to come in his own name. Him you'll receive. Amen. Let's go to Acts 9. Acts 9. We're just talking about a name to suffer for. That's why people don't want to mention them. Amen. Amen. So you know what we got to do? We got to magnify Jesus. That's what this ministry is all about: is magnifying Jesus, magnifying that worthy name. Woo! Acts nine. You with me? Verse sixteen. For I will show him great things he must suffer. Why? For my name's sake. <laughs> it's a suffering name. It's a suffering name. Amen. The Bible says over there in First Peter, he said, if you suffered a reproach for the name of Christ, happy are ye. First Peter 4.16, Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be shamed. <laughs> but glorify God on this behalf. Amen. Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. We're, we're just talking about that name. It's above every name. Amen. It sure ain't Cliff. Right? Sure ain't, sure ain't Nick. Sure ain't Caleb. Sure ain't Gabriel. Sure ain't Priscilla. Amen. Amen. Sure ain't Vicky. Sure ain't Sidney. <laughs> right? It ain't our names. It's above every name. Amen. Right? Acts chapter 4. Amen. Verse 10. Be it known unto y'all and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus. Do you see that? Of Nazareth. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you have crucified, whom God hath raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is a stone which is set at naught of the builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. I'd like to tell you, it's a saving name. Amen. You're going to get saved. You're only going to get saved through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's a saving name. Amen. What name is that? A lot of people quote verse 12, but it never include verse 10. Verse, t verse 10 tells you that name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. You can add it Nazareth if you want. Amen. I don't care. But it's the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the greatest name. Why do you think it's so important for you to call Jesus Lord in Romans 10, 9? What did Paul say in Acts 16, 31? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello. Amen. Jesus Christ is the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's, amen. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 6. 1 Corinthians chapter number 6. I just want to show you these scriptures. I can just quote them. A lot of preachers quote them. Amen. But they don't ever take you to them. So I'm just taking a little time and slowing down to show you. Amen. Verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves, mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards. Amen. No amens. All right. Amen. Uh, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Jack Howells preached a simple sermon one day. Will there be any drunkards in heaven? No. <laughs> Amen. It's pretty good. Right? Verse 11. Such were some of you. But ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified. How? In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Listen, <laughs> something about that name, what it do? That name will wash you. That word will justify you. That word will cleanse you. That word will change your life. Praise God. 
It's a saving name. Yeah. All right. You need another one? John 1. John 1. Bro, I tell you, I, I love this name. Do you love that name? I love that name. John 1, verse 12. Well, verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was by him, and the world knew him not. He came on his own, his own received him. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name. Isn't that a blessing? <laughs> He's a Savior. He's got a saving name. Amen. Right? It's a saving name. Right? Amen. Let's let's look at John 20. We hit John 20 earlier today in Sunday school. Look at John 20. Amen. John 20, verse 31. You ought to memorize this. 30 for kicks. Many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written. Amen. That ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life. How? Through his name. You want to have life? You want to live forever? You come through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That name is important. Yes. Amen. Amen. Romans 10. Romans 10. Romans chapter number 10. I just quoted it, but we need to see it. Romans 10. I know preachers criticize this. Amen. Verse 8. What saith it? The word is nigh thee. It means it's real close to you. How close is the word, preacher? Even in thy mouth. The word's in your mouth already. <laughs> Amen. That's pretty good of God to put it on the tip of your tongue, huh? Come on, spit it out. Come on. The name Jesus right there. Huh? Amen. The word of faith. That is what we preach, right? That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus shall believe in thine heart of God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth on the righteous, with the mouth confession is made on the salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth in him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich on all the pulp on him. Call upon him, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Listen, what you got to do is hit your knee and say, Jesus, help me, I'm lost, I need saved. Amen. Save me, Jesus. Pretty simple, huh? Amen. Cry out from the heart. Save me, Jesus. <laughs> Wouldn't that work? Yeah. Amen. You think he'd hear a cry from the heart? It's a saving name. Amen. Amen. It's a name that'll save you. First John five thirteen. Anybody know that name? Huh? Anybody know that verse? You ought to memorize it. I'm giving you verses you ought to memorize. First John five thirteen. These things have I written unto you. What'd you write on this, John? Amen. That you might believe on the name of who? The Son of God. Who's the name of the Son of God? And that you may know that you have eternal life. And that you may believe on the what? The name of who? The Son of God. Verse 20. And we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us understanding that we may know Him that is true and we are in Him that is true, even His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Who's eternal life? Jesus Christ. What's that name you got to call upon? Jesus Christ. That's the saving name. Can I have the password? Jesus Christ. Bingo. <laughs> right? Amen. That's the saving name. Amen. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. I love this name. 
Amen. I can't get enough of that name. They sing about them. They love them. They worship them. adore them. Amen. I just love it. Preacher, what should I preach on? How about Jesus? How about that? Huh? How about if we just make much of Jesus? You know what Brother Esep used to tell me? He said, son, just rave about Jesus. Just magnify Jesus. Just rave about him. <laughs> Amen. 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 You, we ain't got enough preaching on Jesus anymore. Right. You know, you know what Humberto said? He said, all you Americans get excited about heaven. He said, but we get excited about Jesus. Boy, what a, mm, what a cut. We just need to magnify Jesus. That's the name. I don't like charismatic corruption of the doctrine of the Word of God and the corruption of the Holy Ghost and, and eternal security and things like that. But there's a bunch of them that love Jesus. But they done left off loving Jesus and they love the Spirit a whole lot more than they love Jesus. Hello. Amen. John chapter number 14. You there? Verse 13. And whosoever shall ask, what? In my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if, you ask, and if you ask anything in my name, I will. What a promise. It's a supplicating name. Do you pray in that name? Huh? Do you pray in the name of Jesus? See, a lot of people, what they do is they, they, they pray all this wishful, lustful, uh, fleshly craving request, and then they say, well, Lord, let me put this little tag on the end of it in Jesus' name. That, don't, that ain't what it means to pray in Jesus' name. What it means to pray in Jesus' name is to come, amen, in His presence and sit back and say, God, I come to you in the name of thy dear Son which gave me access into thy presence and I come in His name for His sake, for His glory. I have these petitions and some things I'd like you to fulfill for His sake. See, that's what it means to pray in His name. Hello. And He said, if you'll ask it in my name, I will I'll do what? I will do it. Why? Verse 13. Why would he do it? No. What's it say? Why would he answer your prayer? That the Father may be glorified in the Son. Let me ask you a question. When you take time to pray and you're asking God some things, is it for your relief or is it for God's glory? You know, prayers that will get answered are the prayers which will glorify the Father, to glorify the Son. Amen? It's a supplicating name. It's a name in which we're to pray in. Right? Amen. Praise God. Woo! Hallelujah. Let's go to 15. John 15. John 15, verse 16. You have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Whatsoever ye ask of the Father in my name, he may what? Well, how are you supposed to approach God? In Jesus. How are you supposed to finish your prayer? Well, who said that? Who said you're supposed to put that as a signature at the end of the prayer? You're supposed to come to the Father in Jesus' name. Who said it's the signature? Oh, yeah, by the way, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, would you give me that $1.5 billion lottery ticket in Jesus' name? You think that's going to glorify God or, or enhance you? Hello? Amen. We'll glorify God. What about praying this? Lord, in Jesus' name, send me anywhere you want to send me for, your, for the Son's glory that we may magnify the Son. 
Lord, I lay down my life for Jesus' sake. Amen. For His name, I'll go. For His name, I'll leave the past in which I walk today in fellowship with the people I fellowship with to go even to an ungodly people to win them for you. I'll go for your namesake, Lord. What's this church set aside for? The magnification of Cliff Parks or the Lord Jesus Christ and His Word? You understand what I'm saying? I'd gladly leave this today and go somewhere to magnify His Son. I'd go to jail. Listen, I'll take a jail ministry, full-time jail ministry. Amen? Why? Because they'll listen. I'll go. I'd leave this in a heartbeat. Amen? Why? I'll go wherever He wants me to go. Right before I did this, I said, God, I'll go to Baghdad. You want me to go? I'll go. I don't like Islam. I despise it. You know where I'd go to India. I can't handle it. I can't handle the way they talk. They got this high little pitch. And they talk so fast. Would you just say? They could probably quote the whole book of John in three seconds. Would you just say? I can't get it. I can't pick it up. I can't hear I can't hear the music. I can't tell a G from a G or a Z or a Z. I don't know nothing about it. They say, oh, in court of G, I, I just say, just play, okay? I can't pick up a tune. I can't pick up a note. And people can't pick up the tune of my voice, tone of my voice. I don't care. Lot, listen, God told me to cry aloud, spare not. And I said, I'd go. I'd go. I'd go to India. And say, now, listen, you Mr. Interpreter, slow down. Hello? I can't hear them talk. I don't understand what they're saying. Amen? I preached in the Philippines. I couldn't pick up one word. They kept trying to tell me words. I couldn't pick up the language. How do you know you're not called to do any of this? I can't get it. Language is like that. They don't come to me. Right? I barely have a t- hard enough time talking street lang- slang. Right? Hello? I mean, when I grew up, they had a slang. Now they got all these different slangs. My kids talk text. Huh? Gabriel goes, give me a pick. What's a pick? I mean, when I grew up, a pick was something they put, they put in their hair. Now a pick's a picture on a, on the thing. I I got I don't know these street terms. I don't know all this tech and code and all this other stuff they're talking. I listen to Gabe, Caleb and Gabriel talk. I I don't even know where they're at. Amen. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I can't pick it up. But I know one thing: the name of Jesus. Hello. Amen. Listen, that's the name. It's a supplicating name. John sixteen. The Father knows that name. Let me ask you a question. You want, you want me to help you in your prayer life? He said, Preacher, I ain't seen a whole lot of your prayers answered. You ain't got no idea, do you? See, I ain't praying in all kinds of goodies for Cliff. In fact, when I'm praying, I'm asking God to give everybody else the goodies. And then she's got to remind me of things that I've said and prayed and preached. Well, isn't that what you prayed, preacher? Yeah, you had to remind me, didn't you? Huh? Amen. 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 You want the key? Die. Deliver yourself as self in his presence. It's not about me, God. I'm dead. I'm done. I don't want, I don't, Lord, nothing. Nothing about me. Get me out of here. God, uh, it's Jesus. It's all about Jesus. 
Amen. What you say in Matthew 17 over there after Moses and Elijah, Peter, James, and John were there? And Peter said, it's good for us to be here. Build us three tabernacles, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And Father speak, said, this is my beloved son whom I'm well. Please hear ye him. And then they lift up and they look and they see what? Matthew 17, 8. They saw no man but Jesus only. See, it's all about him. Amen. See? Peter wanted to include Moses. Peter wanted to include Elijah. God said, hear him. We need one tabernacle for him. Right. See? God, what's he, what got Jesus? Father, I go to preach on the 31st. How can we magnify him? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's him. It's a supplicating name. John 16, verse 23. In that day shall ye ask me what? Nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hitherto you've what? You've asked nothing how? Verse 24, hitherto you've asked nothing what? In my name. He said, you know, if you just get around praying the way you're supposed to pray, with the name of the individual you're supposed to be praying for the work that he is wanting to do, you can ask it, and guess what? You'll do it. Let's just quit coming in Cliff's name. Let's just quit coming in for the sake of my wife, for the sake of my daughter, for the sake of my congregation, for the sake of America. Lord, I come to you for America's sake. Boy, we got a trumpet blast on that one, didn't we? Hello? Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus. The only reason I would want America to be saved, amen, is not for their souls, not for their good, but for thy name and for thy glory and for thy honor that Jesus Christ would be magnified and glorified and that he would be Lord of our land. Amen. You might get something that way. God bless America so we can take, keep taking our clothes off and fornicate men with men, women with women, girls and girls and boys with boys and men with boys and men with... You know, listen, God ain't going to honor that. Amen. We're asking the wrong thing. God chasing America. How about that? They've forgotten our name. God bring them to their knees that they may humbly confess the Lord Jesus Christ and turn their heart to Him. If you've got to shut the water off like you did in Elijah's day, shut the water off. Amen. Who's willing to go to God like that? That's what Elijah did, didn't he? Yeah. Turn the water off. <laughs> he got Ahab going, didn't he? Oh boy, well, mm, mm, mm. amen. Hitherto, if you ask another in my name, ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. How are you supposed to do it? In his name. Amen. Hebrews chapter number 13. Hebrews chapter number 13. I'm just trying to help you today about that name. Just a name above every name. Just the greatest name that's ever been confessed. Amen. Do not they blaspheme that worthy name? I love it. That worthy name. Praise God. Done went off again. Praise God. Woo! Amen. Hebrews 13. It's a sacrificial name. Let me, let me, let me look at Hebrews 13, verse 15. He said, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifices of praise 
to God continually, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks what? Giving thanks what? To His name. When was the last time you gave thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ? Listen, you, you can go soul winning. Amen? And I, I've been there and I've done it and I've been with people that do it. Hey, do you know God? Do you know the Lord? Amen? But a lot of people don't ever want to say, can I talk to you about the Lord Jesus Christ? See, I preach that. I'm hard on that. I'm really difficult on that. And Brother John Scott Mick came in here one night, and there was a lady that was lost in here named Amanda. And Amanda wound up getting saved. And when she got born again, she went right out there, and she looked Jeremy in the eyeballs, and she's, and she's crying, and tears are just flowing down her face. She's looking at her husband and said, I just asked the Lord Jesus Christ to be my Savior. That'll work. That'll work. That'll work. <laughs> That's sacrifice. And that's praise to whose name? Boy, you know what people need to do? They need to stand up and say, I'd just like to thank the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. for saving me. That's sacrifice. That's, that takes a little something. Yeah. I'll never forget, I was sitting in a Southern Baptist church and I had a preacher come in and he said, how many people's here ever confessed Jesus as Lord? And very few people ever stood up. He said, who would like to stand up and do that tonight? And somebody stood up and said, I'd like to say that Jesus Christ is my Lord. And another one said, I want to do that. And I'll never forget, it came around, the Holy Ghost came to me, and just like I got saved again, my heart began to thump, my flesh was fighting that thing. And I stood up and said, I'd like to say that Jesus Christ is my Lord. You know what that is? That's sacrifice of your lips to praise to God. Amen? You know what y'all do? Go to, go to your boss one day. Go to, go to a co-worker today. See, I just like to tell you, I've received Jesus Christ as my Lord, my Savior. the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. And I'm praying for you. You might do the same. Woo! You know what that is? That's a sacrifice of praise. Listen, we, we, I've heard testimonies all over the place. Very few ever want to magnify the Lord and give sacrifice in his, to His name. It's a sacrificial name. It's a sacrificial name. Let's go to this. 2 Timothy, here's where we exit, right? This is where we flunk. They heard Him. To this word. <laughs> they gave audience onto him to this word. This is this is a this is the now the most hated word in America. Amen. In the Baptist churches. Probably amongst all churches. So what is that? It's a separating name. Separation. Separating. You know what? This thing will separate your friends, your family. It'll separate. This name divides. I was just talking to a young preacher, and he said the other day when he was doing the Bible Institute, he said a guy made a comment in the first session of the Bible Institute in John, and he talked about separation and how that name divides. He said it wasn't until he got done through the third course that he realized what he meant about how that name causes division. Let, let me show you something. Verse 19, 2 Timothy 2, 19. Nevertheless... The foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are His. Praise God. Amen. He knows me. Amen. Let every name that nameth, let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Do you bear His name? Do you name His name? Do you claim His name? Then depart from iniquity. Amen. Quit your sinning. Amen. Don't take the name of Jesus Christ through the mud. Amen. Don't go back and roll in the filth of this world and name the name of Jesus Christ. If you name that name, come 
Why do you dress different? Because I'm not part of them. Amen. Come on. Amen. I came out from among them. Amen. I'm different. He changed me. Amen. That's good. Amen. I try to be different on purpose. Amen. I try to live a clean right. testimony. Amen. On purpose. Why? Because I come out from iniquity. I departed. You know what it was? It's an abomination to Egypt that we would depart. Yep. Amen? They don't like it. I'm an abomination to people out there. Why? Because I got set free. Turn the book of Isaiah. I just want to help you. You, need, you guys need help today? Huh? Amen. Uh, where, 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 I got a sermon hidden here somewhere. Uh, Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59 has got some good stuff in it. Amen. Verse 16 is a killer. Alright. Verse 16 says, And he saw and wondered that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. God had nobody to, to intercede. Isn't that a killer? Nobody would take time off of their life and go to God for somebody else. No intercessor. They're too busy for themselves. They ain't got time to take somebody else by the hand, take God by the hand, try to reconcile. He wondered, there's no intercessor. Boy, that kills me. Verse 15. Yea, truth faileth. There we are. There we are. 2016. Right? And he that departeth from evil maketh himself a what? A prey. And the Lord saw it and it displeased him that there was no judgment. Listen, when you leave sin, you leave iniquity, you become a prey. You become a target. You know what they do? They want to go after you. Why? Because you got up out of the sin and they didn't. God's changing your life, not theirs. And now you're Mr. Goody Two-Shoes. You're better than they are. You're condemning them by leaving them. And so therefore, now you've made yourself the target. That's why people don't want to get up out of sin. Because they're afraid that somebody's going to shoot an arrow them. And they'll begin to attack them. So they, what they want to do is they want to stand over here in the sin and secretly love Jesus. God don't have secret disciples. Amen. <laughs> Separating name. While we're over here, let's go to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 12. Listen, it's a separating name. That name will separate you. 1 Samuel chapter 12. It's a separating name. I, I thank God for His name. I'm glad it separates me. I'm glad there's Baptist preachers that want to separate from me from what I believe. This book separates me. This name separates me. Why do you think this name's up here? Hello, Gabriel. Why do you think this name's up here? Is that on camera? Huh? Why do you think this is up here? That separates you. I'm taking a stand. You want to know what else separates me? Right there. Repentance. Repent ye and believe the gospel. See, that separates me. So why do you do that? Because I'm drawing a line in the sand where I believe God wants a line drawn. Separate. I'm not trying to push people away. I'm trying to say I'm coming out here saying, this is where God wants you. Amen. This is the way. Walk ye in it. That's my responsibility. Amen. Amen. You're making yourself Pharisee. Who said? I'm pointing you to him. 
I'm not trying to make myself righteous. He made me righteous. I'm just trying to tell you where he said to walk. First Samuel chapter number 12. Amen. Verse 20. And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, ye have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord how? With all your heart, turn ye not aside, for, amen, for then ye should what? I can't read that. And ye shall go what? After vain things which cannot profit nor deliver. You know what happened? People's leaving to God today and they're following vain things that cannot deliver them. Hello, amen. Right, right now, 2016, right? Amen. Go after vain things which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are what? Vain. It's empty, worthless. Amen. Verse 22. For the Lord will not for, uh, for, for, for the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake. Because it had pleased the Lord to make you his people. Woo! Man. Praise God. Praise God. That's a securing name. That's a secure name. Amen. I am secured. I have eternal security through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. To make me one of his people. Right. <laughs> Amen. Now are you the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what you shall be. Amen. I'm now, right now, one of the children of God. I'm secure. I'm saved by his name. I'm kept by his power. 1 Peter 2. Peter writes about him. Peter loves the Lord Jesus Christ even after he blasphemed. Would you, would you guys let Peter write a couple books of your Bible after he denied you? Peter, you didn't stand with me. You denied me. So I'm going to put you in purgatory. Hello. No. God's grace is sufficient. He called him. Right. Allowed him to be able to preach and present the gospel to people. What a God. What a Savior. Amen. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 2. Amen. Verse 3. If so be you've tasted that the Lord's what? Gracious. You ever, you ever tasted He's gracious? Amen. To whom coming as unto lively stones, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. You also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is... It is contained in the scripture, right? Behold, I lay in Sion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious. Woo! And ye and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Amen. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is what? Precious. Amen. Listen, is Jesus precious to you? Amen. He ought to be precious. If you've really been saved, he ought to be precious. I don't understand kids growing up in church and Jesus ain't precious. Amen. He that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Verse 7. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious, but unto them which are disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, a stone of stumbling rock offense, even to them, amen, which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto there were appointed. But after you were chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth praises of him that called you out of, mar out of darkness into his marvelous light. I don't know why I put that one down, but it's a good one. He's precious. Amen. He's precious. He's a special name. That name's special. Amen. He's precious. Jesus is precious. Is he special? 
Let me ask you how special he is. How special is Jesus to you? Where, where did he place his book? It's his book. What, what, what value? Listen, precious means it's rare. It's worth. It's worth. It's value. That name is valuable. That book is valuable. Where do you, where do you put your fellowship with them? Is it valuable? How special is that name? What are you willing to spend to get that for that name? Didn't we see over there in, in the parables in Matthew 13 that a guy found a pearl of great price and he sold all he had to get it? <clears throat> Hello? He sold all he had to get it. You know why? That name was precious. That pearl of great price was precious. Willing to give all. You willing to give all for that name? It's special. What do you want to hold back and reserve? What did he ask from you? Did he ask all from you? He gave his all, didn't he? Let me ask you a question. What did he ask from you? Your heart. You know what your heart is? That's the place where your affections are seated. He wants your love. He wants your heart. If he gets your heart, he's got it all. Right? Amen. He wants your affection. That name ought to be special. We're just talking about a name that's above every name. Hebrews chapter number 6. And, I, and I'll shut her down. Hebrews chapter number 6. I got another sermon on this one. But we can't get into that. And I've done run out of time and I got two more points. Hebrews chapter number 6 verse 9. But beloved... We are persuaded better things of you. That's good, pretty good sermon there, right there, ain't it? Yeah. You're saved, you're a child of God. You know what? I'm persuaded better things of you. Hey, children, you was raised in church. I'm persuaded better things of you. <laughs> and things that accompany salvation. That'll preach. Though we thus speak, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love, which ye have shewed toward his name, and that ye minister to the saints and do minister. That's a servant name. That's a name in which you're willing to go and serve others sacrificially. Amen. He's not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. That name's worth serving. That what name's worth laboring for. That name's worth punching a time card for him and doing stuff for him. You know what everybody's out to do to get the American dream? I done threw the American dream away a long time ago. Amen? It's not about me. It's about him. What can I do to further his cause? Listen, I'm not out trying to win America. I'm out trying to win Americans. I'm out trying to get people saved and have people come to Christ. You understand? I'm out sowing and witnessing and preaching, trying to get done something for His namesake. Amen. Ministering to God's people. Going to help God's people. Amen. I don't care how far it takes me to travel. Amen. People sit back, won't come to this church because it's too far. Fairborn, it's too far. <laughs> you wouldn't drive 10 miles for Jesus, 20 miles for Jesus. 
I've woken up at 5 o'clock in the morning and drove to 10 o'clock to get to church just so we could have church. Amen. And I wasn't preaching. Amen. Hello? Amen. Drove all the way from uh, Georgia, come all the way up here to preach, preach Sunday morning, Sunday night, got in the car, drove all night so we'd get back down to Georgia and preach Sunday school Sunday morning, Sunday night. Amen. Why? To go to church. Why? To serve for His name. Amen. Amen. I don't care how far it's to go. Right. I went to the Philippines. I'm in the Philippines. I'm there with my preacher. And a man sitting there said, Hey, evangelist. He said, Come to my village. You preach to my people. And I go, Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> i just been there all day. I was, I was thinking, Man, I don't want to get away from Brother Lovell. And uh, I, I said, And the preacher, I looked at him, and, and uh, the Lord spoke to me. He said, I thought you said you'd go anywhere and preach for me. I said, I did. And I said, all right, Lord, if he asks me again, I'll go. And he said, you ready, evangelist? I said, see you, preacher. I didn't know how I was going to get hooked back up for a level. Didn't know how I was going to get back out of the Philippines. And I went into a town where there's never a white man. Went back up into headhunter country. He used to eating people. So what would you do? Went. Preached. The associate pastor of the church there looked at me and said, I didn't think you'd come. I figured you'd be too scared. What a testimony. Amen. Preached on the blood of Jesus Christ. They took care of me. They gave me an offer. <laughs> Put me on a bus and shipped me all the way back. Met the preacher on the way down. We got hooked up, got in the bus, took off, came back home to America. Amen. But I went to a place, man, where no white man's ever gone. First white man in their village. Everybody coming out looking at me. Why did I go there? Because I was in the Philippines. And while I was there, a man said, let's go, evangelist. Come to my village. I went and preached two different churches, that guy pastored. Preached in both of them. All them people thanking me for coming. In buildings, Americans would not go to church and sit in. All these Filipinos come and sitting in a building that Americans wouldn't sit in. Windows knocked out, dirt floors. Hello, amen. But they wanted to hear about Jesus. They wanted to hear what the American had to say about Jesus. Right. I'm nobody. I'm just telling you what the Spirit of God said. Are you willing to go? You said you'd go anywhere. I went. Hello? Amen. I'll go wherever He wants me to go. I'm dead serious. I mean that. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen? We got some roots here now. God wants to lay the axe to the root and chop all that up, take us out of here. Maybe Montana, huh? Amen. Idaho? Amen. Wyoming? huh? Amen. Get out there on a dude ranch. Amen? Yeah. Bunch of them old cowboys come up there and tell them about Jesus. Huh? Yeah. Get out of these wicked cities. Amen. Hey, I'll go. You know, you know what? There's a, a revival going on in the book of Acts. Yeah. Philip was right in the middle of that book, of a revival. And he said, hey, I want you to leave. There's a guy out in the desert. He took him out in the desert, a barren place. Okay, Lord, I'm in revival in Samaria. What's going on? Yeah, but there's, there's a black fellow out there. A black fellow? Yeah, there's a black fellow right out there. You go take your time, go reach him. Right. He sees it. You know what he did? He ran. Trucking for Jesus. Amen. Got in that chariot. Guy's reading the book of Isaiah. He said, you understand what he reads? He said, how can I accept some man guide me? The place which he read talked about he was, uh, Jesus Christ being crucified. Led him to the Lord Jesus Christ. Spirit caught Philip up. And Ethiopian went away rejoicing. Ha ha! Jesus, there's joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Huh? Went his way rejoicing. Right? Praise God. Amen. What did he do? He separated himself and went out to a barren place, yeah. a desert place, willing to go reach one. Yeah, you willing to reach just one? You willing to go just get one? What lengths and what distance are you willing to go to get one? What are you willing to sacrifice for that name? 
Pablo Vilani.